This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Iron. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Guys, welcome back to the Established Past Podcast, presented by Touchpoints and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Bubble. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we're back here on the podcast um, after, you know, Dylan, we wanted to wait for the next episode. We knew there was something big around the corner. Um, we gave our thoughts on the NFL draft, and as always, it's like, well, what's next? Well, there's always something next in the NFL uh, when it comes to the offseason, and that was the release of the schedule. And um, the NFL, I think, is the only... I mean, there are other as well, but, like, you think about the excitement we have for a schedule release, like, four months ahead of time. Um, it's it's quite a spectacle, but um, this is where you start looking ahead. Um, you know, we're already – we already got our picks ready for week one. Like, do you want to just give out our picks? Like, we're, we're ready to go. Like, it's let's just give out our picks. Go ahead. Yeah, we have early picks maybe. Seriously, though, at this point, we'll see how they change by the time the season starts. There are obviously a lot of quarterback situations to figure out, a lot of – other teams that even though we have the draft and free agency over, but free agency still some teams making some decently important signings. And but yeah, uh, maybe we'll hold off on that. Uh, obviously, like you said though, I, I yeah I think of like other sports. Maybe you get excited about your favorite team schedule coming up. This doesn't really happen even like you know like college football where you know you know your opponents like so far out and you're, you play the same teams. It's not as big of a deal as this. And then for this, yeah, it's like there's all these shows on right now. You got to. I've been having the ESPN Plus fantasy slash betting angle uh, episode of going over the schedule on. So all sorts of crazy ways to break it down. But it it is a it is a fun day. To, we plan the schedule to make our schedules later. So yep. <laughs> now uh, I can start thinking about which uh, when the first time is that I'll go to SoFi Stadium. It might have to be that Rams uh, home opener against the Bears. We'll see. Yeah, that would be a good one. Uh, Justin Fields, uh, probably, you know, as the guy Hopefully. for the Bears. Hopefully, you would think. Um, that could be fun. Uh, of course, the new, new quarterback for the Rams will be under center as well with uh, Matthew Stafford there. But the real question, and this is this is what everyone that listened to our podcast has been waiting for. Since this schedule came out, you know, literally five minutes ago, um, <laughs> they want to know, what is our early line, our early betting line, for the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans, week one, oh, Sunday, okay. September the 12th, noon central time on CBS. I <laughs> am telling you right now, I'm going, boy, I'm going to go Jags minus three. I think they're the favorites in that game against Houston on the road there. 
Yeah, we'll see. I don't. I, I was assuming I try to look because I think a lot of these odds have already come out, which is have crazy. They? I think you should you should stay away from them for the most part. You're <laughs> very close. It's a at least on DraftKings, it's a two point uh, Jaguar favorite. Mm. Some other some of the other ones bet MGM, uh, FanDuel have two and a half. So you're basically right on. Wow. Uh, you can you can guess some other ones if you want. There but you yeah, go. yeah, it's crazy how early some of these odds are. Out. <laughs> I definitely would stay away from the Packers Saints game. We do not know yes. who the heck's going to be playing. I know the Rams opened as pretty big favorites over the Bears, but maybe that's the thinking that Justin Fields won't be starting, which would be yeah. maybe good for the Rams, not good for the excitement of that opening night match. I think it's a lot more intriguing if you have you know Stafford's first game for the Rams and Fields. But yeah, these spreads are. I'm looking over them real quick. There's some. <laughs> Some interesting ones. Not yeah, it's it's a it's a spotty it's a spotty group right now. I, I do wonder. I'm, I might take a screenshot of some of these and see how they change by the time the actual. <laughs> That's a good starts. idea. I, I don't know what we've gotten ourselves into here because I don't even think I realized that they had put them out this quickly. <laughs> but it makes sense. I get it. Like uh, I understand. All right, big game week one, and I'm gonna we're gonna take our our shot at this. Cowboys at the Bucks. That is your Thursday night game. We'll kick off the season September the ninth um, on NBC. Certainly uh, a very intriguing matchup when you think about uh, the Cowboys against the defending champs on the road. Right now, Dylan, I'm going to go, I'm going to say Bucks minus four. Mm-hmm. A little bit further off on that one. It was six and a half. Oh, six and a half. Favorite, which wow. is pretty big. I, mm. I, might, I don't know. Because, man, I, like, I know that early in the year, the Bucks, as we talked about last year, kind of took them a while to really get everything flowing. But, that continuity of everyone coming back and Dallas's defense still being pretty big question mark. I get it. Um, maybe a little high though. Like yeah, I, I'd feel better about betting on the Bucks at like a five. Yeah. Uh, that, that six and a half. I mean, they should win by a touchdown, but hey, a lot of things can happen <laughs> between right. May twelfth, May May thirteenth by the time anyone's listening to this, and uh, September ninth, uh, I believe, is that that first game. <laughs> Here's what I'm curious about: Jets at Panthers. Um, because that's that's an interesting one. You've got, I mean, and think about that, right? Like you've got Sam Darnold, uh, the Panthers. Um, they're hosting the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the Panthers are obviously the favorite. I'll go Panthers minus three on that one. You're basically right on on, on that one. Um, it's it's minus four in yeah. most of the places on here. So you you you're pretty good at this. You got a <laughs> got a knack for it. Well, no, there, there are a couple in here that, that I, well, I promise you we're not going to spend the entire podcast on week one <laughs> spreads. But <laughs> if anyone's listening to this podcast, they know this is what we enjoy. So uh, we're, we're having fun with this. Um, the Minnesota Vikings at the Bengals. That's a that's an interesting one to me because, you know, the Bengals, I, I don't know what to expect from them this season. I, I think we'll go through, I mean, which we'll break down schedules as we get closer to the start of the season. But that, that's an interesting one. I'd probably say Vikings minus three at this point, but. I don't know. So that was one that I, just now when you, you mentioned the game, I didn't initially see it. So I, in my head, I put minus four, and we basically split the difference. It looks like three and a half for mm-hmm. some of them, and you got it correct for a number of Vikings three. That's an interesting <laughs> one in terms of yeah. I, I think the Vikings really could bounce back pretty well this season. They had some really weird losses last year. Um, I thought Kirk Cousins still was solid enough. If, if they, you know, they clearly invested again in the offensive line, they can bounce back. But at the same time, same token, the Bengals are a team that also, before Burrow got hurt, they had a ton of close losses. A team that constantly yeah. was covering, but they were a cover kings uh, at the beginning of Burrow's uh, rookie season. So that's a sneaky, fun one. I mean, all yeah, it's funny, like, looking at some of these matchups, we joke about Jaguars, Texans, but even we have Trevor Lawrence's debut. I mean, there's not many games where I couldn't find some 
part that yeah. makes it intriguing. Broncos Giants are definitely a lot more intriguing if Aaron Rodgers is on the Broncos. Otherwise, <laughs> maybe that's the one game I'm kind of like, eh, it's fine because yeah, Sam Darnold's revenge game. I know we're going to kind of talk about some other ones that are on the schedule. Even like Seahawks Colts, there's just so many so many interesting storylines. I thought that Steeler Bills game was a lot of fun last year. So you kick off with yeah. that, man. It's it's the whole the whole schedule looks pretty fun to me. I just wish it wasn't so far away. It's that's the only thing. <laughs> about this it's like we have all this time now to obviously we need plenty of time to do our fantasy homework before the season starts so it's a good in that way but in terms of actually just wanting to watch some of these games it's like man we're we're at the midpoint essentially of the of the offseason dude yeah well good fantasy game week one browns at chiefs um i think you'll you'll be fine yeah. with a lot of offensive players in that game um that that should be you know that's that's certainly one you circle i think right off the bat um for week mm-hmm. one and then no, I mean, I guess the, the Ravens at the Raiders is kind of intriguing, too, just not really knowing what you're going to get with the Raiders. But in uh, and, and Las Vegas, you know, that's um, that's an interesting one. So, um, that's, Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of like we said, we're not going to spend the whole time on week one. But the week one schedule is very uh, interesting. Like we mentioned, um, a lot of intriguing sort of storylines uh, with some of those. I mean, even the Dolphins at the Patriots, like I think that's yeah. one that's, um, you know, very interesting as well. You could have the matchup of the former Alabama quarterbacks there with uh, Tua leading the Dolphins and Mac Jones potentially leading the Patriots. So, um, or you could have the, you know, the usual Alabama versus Auburn matchup with uh, Tua and, and Cam. So uh, you, you're go. getting a, a good storyline either way there with uh, that one. And we'll see if the Dolphins can keep taking they're set for it. All right, let's go throughout, you know, just the rest of it. What, what else kind of stands out? What are some dates uh, that you're circling uh, based on certain aspects uh, of some of these games on the schedule? So I know you mentioned one before the podcast. It's an easy one. Yeah. We knew that the, the Buccaneers are going to be playing in New England this year. So we get that in week four. I was maybe hoping it was a little later because I'm I'm I know you, you just mentioned we could get the Alabama quarterback uh, game there in week one, but I'm a little concerned that Mac Jones won't be the starter until some point down the line in the rook is in his rookie season. So I really wanted to see Brady versus Mac. It could still happen, uh, but regardless, the story is still going to be about Brady going back to New England. I think the New England's going to bounce back this year. I don't know if they'll get into the playoffs. There's a ton of good teams in the AFC, but. I think they'll definitely be in the conversation. It really depends probably on how well, obviously, they get the play under center. And then maybe one more that's not as as big, like on the, the Christmas Browns-Packers game, if Aaron Rodgers is still there, that's yeah. a really fun one. But the one that st- stuck out to me is uh, the rematch of the, uh, in, uh, the college football national title game a couple years ago <laughs> with uh, Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow playing on Thursday night football in week four, Jaguars-Bengals. Just to watch those two guys, see how – I mean, I'm just really excited to see how Burrow bounces back overall from his injury, how he looks early on in the season, how, you know, what they're able to do with, obviously, with Jamar Chase coming in, but even some of the other additions they've made to see how they can kind of hopefully not have him on his butt so often. But then, obviously, Lawrence, we, there's a lot to, a lot that is unknown at this point about the Jaguars. I mean, there's so many different ways that season. Like, they talk about unpredictable, like a lot of these uh, looking at, like, win over under win totals, with all the with the extra game and everything, it's like some of these are. I'm like, oh man, like the Bills are like ten and a half. They're definitely going over in my mind. And I, yeah. the Jaguars, I think it's only like four. And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, yeah, <laughs> they could win right. eight games. They could win. Yeah, in that games, division like, especially. Yeah, exactly. But that that uh, watching Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow face so early, I think that'll be a really fun one. Um, we we just mentioned Sam Darnold getting immediately playing the Jets in Week One. If he goes off, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, 
other ones, man, I mean, there's there's so many just, like, really fun divisional matchups. Kind of a weird quirk. I think the Browns play the Ravens back-to-back games. They have a bye in between. But that that's kind of a kind of a strange scheduling quirk for them. Uh, that that you know, looking back at last season, that was our one of our games of the year, uh, with the the Ravens winning at the last second in, in Cleveland. So that's that's one that sticks out. Maybe NFC side for the I think Week Three Buccaneers at Rams will be a lot of fun. Uh, they they had a really good Monday night game last year. So those are some ones initially that stick out to me. That I'm sure I mean there's 200. Well, you, there used to be 256 <laughs> games. What is there another yeah. additional 16? So 272 games. Uh, there's a lot to sort through. So I'm sure there's some that I'm missing. <laughs> no, I I mean I think the I was just imagining. I'm like, all right, let's let's fast forward to Week Four. The Patriots prime time hosting the Bucks, and let's say you know if you're Mac Jones and you're the starter at this point, can you imagine like can you imagine them beating the Bucks and sort of the oh, what boy. that would do? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that'd be a good thing or a bad thing for Mac Jones because you talk about uh, you win that game, you talk about the pressure just immediately mm-hmm. goes up um, because you know you know everyone's going to overreact and be like you know here's the changing of the guard and <laughs> Mac Mac Jones it's leaves true. the. Right? I mean, he leads them to a week four regular season win, and all of a sudden um, people are going to talk about the changing of the guard there, and he's going to get compared to Brady every single snap he takes. Um, So I was thinking about that, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, um, maybe lose that one. (laughs) It's not out of the question for New England. Like, they play – like, Miami, I think, is a tough one, even though they're at home the way the Dolphins have been playing. I don't know if they'll take that one. But given what we don't know about the quarterback situation in New Orleans, if it's Jameis at this point or – uh, just overall, that roster having, you know, with all the, the cap issues they've had to kind of shed off some former guys. If I mean, outside of that Tampa game, New England schedule at the, the first five weeks. They get the Jets and Houston. Obviously, we don't. The Jets are another team that are going a lot of different directions based on how quickly Zach Wilson develops and all the how the coaching staffs able to manipulate and uh, adapt all their um, all their system to what the Jets have. But New England could start off like pretty well. They play the Jets again. In week seven, Dallas again. They don't. We don't really know what's going on week six. So yeah, New England. Talk about like you're saying the expectations for Mac. If, if they win that game, but just overall, if he starts early in his uh, rookie season and they start piling up some victories, I just they're a team that's scary to me. Like I, <laughs> I know they didn't make the playoffs last year, and we we didn't want to doubt Belichick, and they had a lot of yeah. different things that went wrong, but. I just I'm still wary of them uh, coming back really strong to start this year, and uh, really their, their schedule gets tougher on the back half with a, a couple of the, both of the Buffalo games, uh, Cleveland. But overall, not a schedule that I would say is the most in, uh, intimidating, uh, just based on at least what we saw from some of these teams last season. Well, I just pulled up just a random article from NFL.com, and I, you know people are already ranking the schedules and all this stuff, but um, two of the top three teams that apparently have, you know, the most, I guess, lenient schedules just based on, mm-hmm. on paper is the Bucks and the Patriots. Um, oh so, <laughs> there you go. I mean, right, but but I think, I don't know, because I, I think that's where we'd have to look into, okay, what divisions are playing what, which, I mean, we're looking at the full schedule here, and I'm sure we could figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's one of those where, like, I don't, I don't know, like, I'm thinking ahead, I'm like, what's going to be the worst division? Like, is it going to be the NFC East? Or again, like, uh, is it going to be the AFC South? <laughs> I so mean, uh, I think that's. It really depends how the Titans do. That's another team yeah. that I uh, I want to be. They've had a lot of turnover. I still believe in what they've been able to do on offense and with Ryan Tannehill. They're losing Arthur Smith, obviously going to Atlanta. Uh, man, that. I like, mean, here's a question they, for they you. Play well, that division could be pretty. 
because that's two teams that potentially at the bottom and the Jaguars and Texans could be two of the you know worst records in the AFC at least. Well, possibly. Here, here's a thought: If Aaron Rodgers does leave, like, is it the NFC North? Like, are we like are we going to be really? Do we think the yeah. Lions and the Bears yeah. and the Vikings and maybe the Packers without well, Aaron Rodgers? Like, that could be one. Maybe, that, <laughs> maybe not like the worst teams. Right, like, in but terms it could. Of the overall you may strength, not have no, like, like yeah, teams. yeah. That's 100%. what I was thinking. Yeah. I, like the, unless Justin Fields lights the earth right. on fire, like I, <laughs> outside of that happening, the Vikings like, again, I think they could bounce back and be pretty good. But you're right, like that's a division that at this point isn't the most intimidating, which maybe works out well for the Rams. We'll see because they do play the whole NFC North. Uh, I believe it's the the two East divisions play each other. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Oh, I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong on that because it, it, it gets thrown off a bit because we have this extra yeah this extra game yeah because Dallas playing New England. I was like, oh, so they're playing the East, but really they're playing in the South. It's just that extra game. So whoever gets the, is it the, trying to think who gets the NFC East. I got to run through this really. Quick. That's what I'm looking through right now. All I can tell you right now is as oh, I'm looking through this is, Ooh, that's that is yeah. That, so that's West gets the NFC East. That's that's uh, <laughs> that's going to be trouble for them. Yeah. Uh, I think the division you don't want to play, and I, I'm trying to look through who plays the. I think it's the the both North divisions play each other. They do. Yeah. So. That's that's a you're tr- talking about the NFC North possibly if Aaron Rodgers gets traded being uh, not one of the stronger divisions. I think that at this point the AFC North probably depending on how the Steelers uh, play this year that could be the best division. I know we talked about it last. Obviously they got three teams in the playoffs last year, um, but I think they're they're right there for sure. Yeah, I think it's yeah. let's see the NFC South plays the AFC East. Is that right? I'm I'm pretty sure that's right. NFC South, AFC East. Yeah. Yes. So that's one. Um, yeah, because also, again, I'm just going through this NFL.com when it's – like they have the Niners with the second most – the easiest, most lenient schedule. So um, the NFC West plays the AFC South. So we're talking about – Right, like, so uh, that – You know, yeah. you get the Jaguars and you get the Texans, possibly the Titans. Who knows yeah. how good they'll be. And, I mean, there's, as much as I have faith in the Colts whole uh, organization and, and Carson Wentz with Frank Reich, if anyone's going to – fix him it's probably the guy that you know really helped him become an MVP candidate uh there's a chance that that division also is going to be kind of weaker and given I don't think the NFC West necessarily ended up being as dominant last year as we thought they were before the season I still think the Niners are going to bounce back still think I still think you have three playoff teams possibly from that division so that's a tough draw for the AFC South so you could see some imbalances between with those extra uh out of conference games although the Rams do play the, the Ravens in that that last fifth game. That is a pretty tough one, but um, those those kind of things could make a difference. But yeah, I could see the AFC North beating up on on those uh, teams from the NFC East, and then going back the other way with uh, the NFC West beating up on the AFC South. One of the things I see as I look through this, I mean, I think the the, the real winner here is NBC. Like I think NBC <laughs> is a big winner because like it looks like at least on paper, like the Sunday night slate. To mm-hmm. me, it looks a lot better than the Monday night slate, um, which it's I don't – Has it been like that for I was like going to say. I feel like it like, has. <laughs> I don't think it's that – I think that's kind of been the way it's been um, because, I mean, really, just for example, like, you, you you know, we talked about the Rams-Bears week one, but then you go to week two, like, it's Chiefs at Ravens. Like, that's significantly bigger mm-hmm. game than Lions at Packers uh, on a Monday night game. Um, and like we said, especially maybe different if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. 
And then, like, you keep going. Like, it's Packers at Niners, then it's Eagles at Cowboys. Big game, Eagles-Cowboys, but, I mean, we don't know what to expect from the Eagles. Um, and then, like we said, then you go on, the Bucks at the Patriots, that's Sunday night. And yeah. I think that's kind of, like you said, I, I think that's been the theme. Uh, but they're, I mean, at least right now, like, <laughs> there are a lot of pretty um, intriguing ones when you look at that. And then uh, the biggest we always go to is if you go to the Thanksgiving games, that's going to be Bears at Lions, um, Raiders at Cowboys, and then the Bills at the mm-hmm. Saints. So those are those are three pretty intriguing ones there, although we know kind of what you're getting with, with Bears and Lions. I feel like, have, have we seen that? How many times has it in a row has it been? That, like, is that the that last happened, three years? Was it last year? It was definitely 2018. I think it was last year, too. Yeah, I want to say it's crazy. three in a row, maybe, or I'm, I could be wrong <laughs> on that. But um, I know they've played a lot uh, in recent years. But You'd think yeah. they'd change it up. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I feel like it was like it was Packers and then it was Lions. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's just kind of become Bears. But, I mean, listen, if Justin Fields, like we said, if he's um, – things are – maybe that's more interesting the Texans game. last year. But, yeah, before that, it was the oh. previous two seasons where Bears Okay, won. there you go. Ooh, Texans. Uh, well, it's a good thing it's not the Texans this year. <laughs> that's good. That so. was kind of a weird game, if I remember that now. But, um, yeah, the Thanksgiving game is always fun. I think getting Raiders-Cowboys potentially if the – Raiders are able to, like last year, stick in the, the playoff hunt. If the Cowboys, if Dak stays healthy and they're able to possibly rise back to where we think they could be one of the better teams in that division, I, that one could be a lot of fun. Uh, like you said, Sunday night, I mean, the thing is, they I believe I read that they uh, are able to flex games out from week five on in Sunday yeah. night football, which is way earlier than before. But just looking at the schedule, I don't know if they're going to need to. Uh, not really a ton of matchups. Are really, uh, I could see, like, yeah, like the only I don't even know. I guess the thing is, like we're, we're talking about the Saints, and the, the one thing that is a takeaway for sure for me is that the NFL is really hoping, probably that for two things, the Saints are still going to be one of the better teams in the NFC because they have a lot of primetime games. It's also the Packers have a lot of games where it's like, man, if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, and depending on if Jordan Love starts immediately, it, that gets a little interest, a little dicey. I still have optimism. <laughs> on a separate note, out of the schedule that. Aaron will stay at least one more year. I don't know, though. Man, it's it's so hard to know. But th- those kind of things, it, it, it puts the NFL in a tough spot where they're at least they can, if they really had to, the Packers are really playing terribly. They could flex them out of a couple of those Sunday night games, so maybe they hedge their bets a bit. Uh, but they do have some other Monday night games. Uh, I, I They don't have the ability to change those as far as I know. So, um, But, yeah, Sunday night, just I don't know why that's the – I don't know if it's been like – even going back to when I was younger, I feel like that was kind of always the case, and maybe it's because they're able to flex the games. Yeah. But, I mean, like you said, real off even like Bills Chiefs, a rematch of the NFC title game. Uh, Seahawks Steelers, not like, I mean, two possible playoff teams. Other games like the Chargers, if, if Justin Herbert plays really well against the Steelers, that's a fun one. We got that Ravens Browns game. So, yeah, it's just the whole, the whole uh, prime time for them looks really good. Obviously, there's going to be even more primetime games. I believe there's some Saturday. Uh, like I mentioned, the Packers-Browns game, not a primetime game, but on Christmas, a standalone game with one other, I forget the, the second one, but just a lot of uh, hopefully fun games. And It's just hard, man, to think about if the Packers lose Rodgers, all of those primetime <laughs> games, which man, I hope they stay uh, you know, good without him. It was, I really don't know about Jordan Love. It's, it's hard to know when we don't see the guy on the field for an entire season and obviously not a guy that played a, a ton of really uh, – marquee college football games either well we go from the sunday night and like sort of at the primetime games the monday night games like the thursday night we talked about it's kind of been a bit of a grind um it seems like <laughs> the schedule hasn't necessarily worked out but i will give you some optimism here obviously the, the opening week we're getting a huge game with the cowboys the bucks then 
gets a little rocky from there um, for the next couple weeks. you got Giants at, at Washington, Panthers at, at the Texans. Oh, my. Um, but <laughs> I really think, like, I was going down this. I think after that, like, for the most part, you've got some pretty good games on, on Thursday yeah. night, like pretty much the rest of the way. I think there's one later with, I want to say maybe it's the Jets, Colts on down the line. But, I mean, I, like you said, Jags, Bengals, like, that's an intriguing game just because of the quarterbacks. Um, and then, you know, you go from that to Rams and Seahawks. We know what we're getting with those kind of games. Bucks at Eagles, yeah. um, Broncos at Browns. That could be interesting, like you mentioned earlier. Um, Packers at Cardinals. So I think, like, if you look through the Thursday night slate, like we said, mm-hmm. sometimes it's hit or miss, and the game quality can be interesting just based on, you know, how the season is going. And certainly those games later in the season, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get. But I think the Thursday night slate's actually a lot of fun. Like Ravens and Dolphins on a Thursday night in week 10. Like, that's a that's a fun game. Uh, Patriots going to the Falcons. Like, that's – I mean, mm-hmm. there are a lot of – I think the Thursday night slate's a little more appealing this year than maybe it was last season. Yeah, last year I was trying to look through some of the games. We had some really fun ones, like that uh, Bengals-Browns played early in the year that was Joe yeah. Burrow, Baker Mayfield for the first time against each other. It was a, kind of a shootout. Uh, some other decent ones, uh, the Raiders-Charger game was really good towards the end of the year. But overall, like you said, it wasn't Thursday night hit or miss. You always you always got to have that, class, like you mentioned, the, the AFC South kind of matchups that always inevitably get scheduled there. But, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I mean – Based on these ones, like Rams, Seahawks, they played, I think, in 2019, a classic Thursday night game. The Rams missed a field goal to win that one. Uh, Jaguars, Bengals, already mentioned. I'm really excited to watch those two quarterbacks go against each other. If Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the Broncos, that's a, that's a great play for Amazon here. With You get Broncos, Browns in Week 7. So there's some interesting ones. You have Ravens, Dolphins, as you mentioned, could have some pretty big playoff implications. If the Chargers are competent, uh, I, I feels like every year, but especially this year, I have more optimism for them already than <laughs> previous seasons just based on what Herbert did. But that Week 15 game against the against the Chiefs could be pretty interesting. They had a pretty big game a few years ago on Thursday night where they won in Kansas City, I, I believe it was 2018, on a last-second fourth down touchdown. But that was Phillip Rivers a little different. So, yeah, excited for the Thursday night slate. Um, as you mentioned, the quality of the play itself, even if these matchups end up being fairly solid across the board for the most part, uh, that, that's the part that you, you wonder about um, in terms of what these teams are bringing uh, um, and obviously coming off the short weeks. But I don't know. At this point, you think these teams are getting used to this. This is pretty much <laughs> right. everyone has to do at least one. So, Well, one thing we haven't mentioned, and we can wrap up with this, there's a week 18. Um, it's going to get yeah. – it's going to take a little while to get to say that. Like I'm going to – I'm not going to be used to that. We keep saying, okay, week 17, mm-hmm. season's over. But no, it's a week 18. Um, and, of course, the way they did it, you're going to have all divisional games, which I like that aspect. I'm, I'm glad they did it that way. If they're going to add it, like, then you have games that actually are probably going to have some, you know, some meaning overall mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, just playing opponents within your own division. So I think that's that's very important just by adding that, that extra game. But, um, yeah, so remember that. There is a, a Week 18, uh, as usual, I think, was that they're going to they're gonna flex two games on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then they'll obviously flex the game, which will probably be the game that has the most stakes, um, into the primetime slot on NBC on Sunday night. So, um, yeah, so that week 18, it's it's going to be weird seeing that on the schedule. But, yeah, um, yeah that's that's one that, that certainly is certainly noteworthy uh, this particular season because it is the first time we've ever had a week 18. 
It definitely felt like I'm looking to keep showing all these uh, all the schedule breakdowns on that ESPN Plus program. And it's like, yeah, like you're saying, it just looks so much bigger than usual. It's only one extra week, but it, <laughs> it really like it's like, wow. It's, and also with the over under win totals, I'm like, oh, yeah, there is an extra game. So like yeah. uh, you have to take that into account. It gives you a little more leeway. No, no longer can anyone rely on going. I guess if you get a tie, you can still have a 500 record, but outside of that, uh, you're going to have a record one way or the other. But uh, week 18, I, yeah, that's, I, you know, I, I personally enjoyed the month, two Monday night games in week one. I know this year they're not doing that, um, partially because ESPN and ABC get those two uh, Saturday games that you mentioned in week 18. That would be interesting to see who they flex there. Are they going to, like, because I know in, in previous seasons in week 17, they try to like line it up so that the a like the morning slate or the or the later slate one of them has like the yeah. games with implications so that teams aren't able to like see what happens before. So I wonder like how they're if those games are really going to be similar to what we'd see with like a Sunday night matchup where it's like a winner uh, wins a division. They might that might kind of be the one we get there. But uh, I don't I don't know if you're going to have three separate games that all have such uh, outsider. Um, implications for playoffs it might be that they're going to have to just put games that don't matter too much which hopefully doesn't happen because i do wonder for fantasy i i'm assuming that some some leagues will keep it into a 16 week yeah. 16 uh, finish but others might change it move it back to week 17 add an extra week to the, the fantasy regular season that's another whole <laughs> thing we're going to have to figure out um, yeah. and I, overall i don't think this extra week affects fantasy outside of maybe that scheduling part uh, but something that already I know we started thinking about a little bit. It's going to be, it's going to be fun as always. All right, we're going to wrap up with a prediction. Um, we're going all the way. We're we're going to look back on this one too. This is what we like doing. We like making our predictions and looking back like months later to see if we were anywhere close. The game that's going to be in the Sunday night week 18 slot. Oh man, I have to is... write this down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going up and down this. I'm thinking. Hmm, there's some, like, again, we're, we, we have a whatever percentage chance of getting this right, but uh, I'm just, I, we're just doing this out of fun. Like, there's absolutely mm-hmm. no way to predict <laughs> what this is going to be, but if you have to make a prediction on which game is, is flexed into the Sunday night NBC primetime week 18, everything on the line, which game is it? Oh, man. I, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we get, and a little bit of my bias coming through the Niners Rams game. Yeah. Maybe like a couple of years ago, the Seahawks um, Seahawks Niners played at the end of the year in a really big uh, game to decide who's going to get the bye, who's going to win the division. A lot of a lot of big things. So I could see Rams 49ers because I do think the Rams, even I do have concerns. That we'll get into I'm sure over the the course of the off season, plenty of time to talk about all these teams. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think the Rams and Niners will be right in play. I think one of them likely we'll see about the Seahawks, but I. I've, lean towards one of these two winning the division uh so i'll i'll go with that um i got my pick you're yeah let me know what i I have one more that i'll see i'll i want to hear what yours i think you're probably gonna i think you're gonna pick the one that i'm picking i'm going steelers at ravens um i don't know if that was on your list but i I that was that was on there i thought i considered that one i think that's that's one to me feels like a which we're not betting on this. We're, we're trying to bet on everything. Like, we're ready. Like, let's just – let's kick this thing off. But I feel like that's one that could have – just knowing how competitive that division could be, I'm thinking you have two teams that are probably going to make the playoffs, but there could be something on the line in terms of, um, you know, you never know in that kind of scenario. So I'll go Steelers-Ravens. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if either one of us come close. 
I, I the second one I was going to say is pending an Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos trade, Chiefs Broncos <laughs> yes, that's for, the, true. for yep. the one seed or a bot or or the five seed. <laughs> that could be yep. that could be a possible one. That was the other one I was looking at. Yeah, and that that one may be one you don't pass up anyways. Like even if like I don't know, if the, even if the Broncos were like out, you're like oh well or something. Like it, it could just be one of those things where it's like all right, we're putting these two in prime time. Um, you know, <laughs> capping off Aaron Rodgers and and Mahomes. Uh, but go. again, the Chiefs may not have anything on the line, and that's something too. We got to remember, like this extended yes. season, right? Like there could be guys that, I mean, that's something. And we're not even like maybe even just talking. I don't know. Like I just think with this extended season, like we got to keep that in mind too. It's going to be interesting to see how coaches handle some of that stuff towards the end of the year because we always know when it comes down to the last week, you kind of know what you're getting. But I'm very curious to see like how some of that unfolds just based on having that extra game, and if you have some of those teams that maybe are, are far and away, you know, a couple games ahead of everyone. Like, I don't know. And, again, the yeah. math has to work out. But I think that's still going to be an interesting one. And, and how – because we know, like, there's going to be – people are going to be talking about this uh, this year. Like, if the injuries and all that, like, we get to this point, and well, it's going to be brought up. So Well, especially for the teams that have – I mean, I, I don't know what the longest of teams that previous seasons – maybe it's 11 games before they're by. But there's, there's a number – four teams that it's the Colts – I believe the Dolphins, New England, and Philadelphia that all have 13 games before they're by. That's yeah. pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, in terms of – yeah, that's the one thing why I think in some fantasy leagues you might keep it a week 16 because it might be, uh, you know, with that extra week, uh, some divisions will still be in hand. It's not like that yeah. extra game right. could make a huge difference. So I still think it might be two weeks out where you're starting to see, and that's an interesting thing for the NFL to gauge. They're really going to hope that doesn't happen. They want to keep as many – exciting games but you could see a situation where teams are yeah definitely not even just one week but even a couple weeks um, yeah. obviously the, the they, they probably hope that that's not the case because of the it, it does help having the only one team getting a buy i think that that, that does make right. a, yep. a, a more of an impact than maybe before where if it's like ah we, at least we have the two seed we can kind of chill but yeah that'll be like you're saying injuries for those teams and then even teams that have their uh four teams of tennessee uh looks like chicago or no carolina Cleveland and Green Bay that don't have their buys to week 13 so they play 12 games before that's that's a lot of a lot of football not just any football that's NFL football where man uh, hopefully for their sake uh, all these matchups stay as pristine as they look at this point of the year because we're we don't have any injuries on the docket yet yeah no it's it's gonna be interesting like I said some of those games later in the year on those short weeks um you know Thursday night game like it could be it could be interesting to see uh, how it plays out. But uh, we have the schedule. We know what we're aiming towards. Now we just have to get there. Um, and uh, like I said, we'll probably be throwing in random bets as we go. Throughout the <laughs> off season. We're, we're ready. Like, we, we want to start throwing out win totals and all this stuff. But uh, we got a long way to go before we get there. The start of the regular season uh, there in several months. But, uh, Dylan, have it all covered over clutch points. Lots of stuff uh, I know on the schedule and uh, lots of stuff throughout the offseason here as we march towards uh, that September start date. Yeah, plenty of coverage of, of the schedule coming out. We'll start probably and even on this podcast, maybe going over like early division favorites, very early based on the betting odds. Even I know last year, one of my favorite episodes, we looked at every the betting odds for every Super Bowl matchup. I'll see if that yes. is already out at this point. So we'll have those covered here. Um, but yeah, in the, in the Clutch Points app, you can follow all of our NFL coverage, all the news, still a ton of drama to follow with the Aaron Rodgers situation and a lot of other headlines still uh, coming out. Uh, mini camps coming up the first uh, I, I know rookie camps are happening but we got all the coverage of all that kind of stuff covered in, on clutchpoints.com and the NFL section in the clutch points app we'll eventually still a long way from fantasy 
content, but we'll, we'll start getting some out stuff out early. Uh, you can follow the NBA playoffs coming up in the Clutch Points app. Our MLB regular season, continue to follow those games in our app. And, yeah, excited for it's still a long way to go, but plenty of time for us to break down, dive a little bit deeper into some of these rosters and uh, start to have an idea of what we're expecting for the season. Yep. On the next episode, we will have full predictions for every game weeks one through eight. Uh, we, no, uh, I'm just kidding. Just, but, just naming them off. Like we're just going to go through this entire schedule. And we're just going to pick. Way. We're, that that would be fun, actually. I mean, it'd be the readers. I mean, the listeners would just be probably bored out of their mind. But if we if we just went through off the top of our head and picked every game on the schedule and looked back and said, all right, what are the records that we have? For some of these oh teams, boy. I bet that would be pretty uh, wild. So uh, we'll see. I, I don't necessarily think we'll do one of those episodes, but uh, you can look be, at win totals. That, that could be a, that is, a good way yeah, to do it. I think win totals uh, could be one we're, we're definitely going to talk about. And uh, as Dylan said, have it all covered over clutch points. Uh, check that out and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, you can find us there. And uh, thanks as always uh, to the pod folks at Blue Wire for all they do. And thank you as always for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Savage Pass Podcast.